0: ...that our borders are not open and people should not make the dangerous journey. Individuals and families are subject to border restrictions, including expulsion. Irregular migration poses a significant threat to the health and welfare, welfare of border communities and to the lives of the migrants themselves and should not be attempted. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. Is there anyone who is remotely more out of touch than our Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro uh, Mayorkas? I mean, you've seen the images at the border, right? I mean, all of us have. And, and they are... They're not only terrifying from the standpoint of what is being done about this, um, it's it's also some people are like, you know, some people keep using the narrative of this is such a failure, right on, on the part of the Biden regime. And I am of the mindset that none of this is a fail Afghanistan was not a failure. The border is not a failure. And when you retweet and parrot those narratives, you lend credence to the lie that somehow there's a level of incompetency occurring. And what that does is it it diminishes the truth completely, which is none of this. Is by happenstance, absolutely none of it. I was reading today. Julie Kelly is is a woman on Twitter who is a is a journalist, and she has been following the January sixth uh, prisoners and she's in court. Uh, she reports on their proceedings she's, she's reported on it for a long time. And before I even knew that it was actually that these people were real, because I wasn't seeing anything in the media about them, no one was, for months, no one in mainstream media or otherwise, Fox or, or President Trump, no one was recognizing the fact that these folks have been in prison since January, February, March, and it continues to go on. And Julie Kelly uh, was a name that was brought to my attention uh, a few months ago because I said, "Are, are these people even real? Because I don't see their family members on Tucker's show or anyone else's show. And why wouldn't someone's family member be somewhere pounding public sand if their loved one was a political prisoner? And immediately people who follow Julie reached out to me to say, hey, you need to take a look at this woman. She's in fact covering it, and she has uh, covered it extensively. And and today she was talking about how uh, there's one gentleman who was up for his uh, hearing today, and he was sent back to prison and, and cannot go home because of uh, te- subsequent text messages of January 6th And, um, and either postings that he put on social media, I don't know, but he, but part of the reason why he's put back in prison is because he believes that there was fraud with regard to the election, saw something else where, um, a, a prisoner's wife, uh, has a GoFundMe. Uh, I saw this on Twitter. It was retweeted by someone else. Uh, a GoFundMe account for her husband who says that the judge expressly said in his uh, 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 appeal uh, hearing that he was not going to be allowed out because he posed a a threat to society because President Trump was still talking about um, uh, election, you know, the, the election fraud. Okay, I'm paraphrasing. And I thought to myself, wow, I mean, we've we've gotten to a point, you know, you got to think about the people who are still working on the election of 2020, whether it's Garland Favrito here in the state of Georgia, or it's Jovan uh, Hutton Pulitzer, or Bobby Pyton, uh, Wendy Rogers of Arizona, you know, there are true um, stalwarts with regard to election integrity who have attempted to... Um, you know, work on behalf of all Americans, not President Trump. No one's employed by President Trump, as far as I know, whenever it comes to election integrity. No one's been lining my bank account whenever it comes to, hey, let's let's talk about what happened in Georgia, because two plus two in Georgia really is four. We have video evidence of ballot, quote, trafficking. We have... uh a chain of custody that was broken on thousands if not hundreds of thousands of ballots according to reports affidavits here in Georgia I brought one affidavit myself very early on from a source that I've had for years that had nothing to do with President Trump <laughs> so why do I bring that into the conversation of what's happening at the border and with narratives narratives are very important for you to understand Because the attempt here is to silence and criminalize any form of dissent. It is no joke. It is very real. And the fact that someone else would be held as a political prisoner because of others who they happen to agree with around election integrity or the results thereof That should concern you. That is not America. It is, it is inconscionable that this is happening in our, in our country. It's incomprehensible. It's just unconscionable. It's, it's, um, it's grievous. It's, it's, you know, it's not enough for us just to be angry about everything, Right. I mean, anger is just kind of like the base emotion that people go to. And it's okay to have a righteous anger about things. And listen, I don't even know what these people are accused of or what they did or didn't do. I'm following Julie's account on Twitter, but I have no idea what led them into the Capitol. I don't know these people personally. I don't follow any accounts of their... I have no idea. I have not looked at their... Um, I have not looked at the evidence. None of that. I, I'm simply going by what I've read online on social media, and that that causes me great concern for our country because the, our votes involve all of us, and and the axe is still grinding for Donald Trump, and that and that is. That is grievous that, that he can't even make a statement about fraud or theft of an election. And all you got to remember, all of this was set up because I firmly believe in my soul that, and by virtue of things I've seen, I firmly believe that, that all of this was, um, kind of like a chess game. Right? And so think about the narratives that were spun before January the 6th. Think about the narratives that were spun before November 3rd. I mean, let's just back up before then. You can look at what General Millie, Miley, whatever has said recently, you can look at his interaction with Nancy Pelosi. You can look at Democrats' narratives. They they were already attempting to invoke the 25th Amendment on President Trump. How many times did we call into question you know, his mental capacity? All of those things are narratives, and they're all little seeds that are planted in order to cast doubt. And most of you are smart enough to see through that. I guess my concern is that... It's, we have to really caution ourselves about not allowing other people to have their own opinions and dissent. It's very easy to fall into that. Yes, even as conservatives, it's very easy to fall into, and to fight and bicker with everybody about stuff. I had something very interesting happen today. So, last evening, it was very late, I uh, tweeted something. And and it was meant to be funny. Um, and it, it, it was regarding uh, uh, former Representative Vernon Jones, who is now a gubernatorial candidate here in the state of Georgia. And before I decided uh, to take it down, because I thought, you know what, there are other pressing things going on in the country right now, and this just doesn't even matter. This is just, you know, me throwing an opinion out there with a, with a video. Um, and it was funny to me, but before I could take it down, someone responded and she wanted to know my opinion on, uh, Vernon Jones. And I said, well, actually you don't really want that. And she said, no, really I do. Cause I'm trying to make a decision. And of course, my answer to that is always the same. You need to do your own due diligence and while I respect and and I really appreciate the fact that you guys trust me you need to when it comes to candidates when it comes to anything you need to do your own due diligence and that, I'm not scolding you I'm just saying it's not enough for us to continue down this path of I'm voting for the lesser of the two evils or all politicians suck or, you know, whatever our our personal narratives are, right? Because we're all so fed up with it all. And, and not only in worse than being fed up with it all, we continually look for idols. We're always looking for the next shiny object, whether it's people in my profession, it's people in law enforcement, it's politicians, you know, entertainers, whatever it is. And all of those actually seem to go together now, believe it or not. I said years ago, whenever court TV came on the scene, that that was the beginning of the end of justice as we knew her. And I'm not wrong. And you know, I'm not. Prove me wrong. When we turned something as sacred as a courtroom into a televised show, theater, that was the beginning of the end of the justice system in this country as far as I'm concerned. And I really thought we'd come a long way, you know, because God knows there are certain, um, certain demographics of this country that did not see justice for a very long time, fought many years in order to see actual justice in a courtroom around this country. And then what do we do? We took it to television. It's it's a travesty, I'm not kidding, and I'm not being a holy roller about it. I'm not trying to be, you know, super pious about it. I'm just telling you very pragmatically, if you followed me for any length of time, you know I'm a pragmatic person. I'm a chick. I can also, you know, be emotional because that's just part of being a chick, and that's fine. I'm cool with that. But I'm also extraordinarily sober-minded. When it comes to things of this nature, and and God has blessed me with discernment, that I don't always use just like the rest of you, right? And all of us can get emotional whenever it comes to our vote. And that's what your general consults and your campaign managers and your marketers and your politicians are hoping for. That's what they're counting on is that you will continue to be emotional in your vote. You will continue to cheer for the person who's the latest shiny object, who appears to be on your team who has the appearance of what you think is important, you're looking for a savior. And it's really not uncharacteristic of a country that is, that is imploding. So I'm not scolding you. What I'm, what I'm saying is that it's very human for us to respond this way. It's also extraordinarily dangerous and ungodly for us to respond this way. And if we would prefer that governance take over in this country as opposed to politics, we the voters are going to have to start with ourselves. And one of the first ways you are manipulated is through your emotions. And by people telling you what it is, they know you need and want to hear. There's been an enormous vacuum created right now in this country. And honestly, it's been going on for four years Or longer, I mean, forget that. Go back to Obama. I mean, we had eight years of a vacuum that primed us for this populist movement. And I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of populism. I mean, you could look back to Venezuela and see how that worked. I am a fan of the democratic republic that we are supposed to be. The principles that we were founded upon. And that comes with rigorous vigilance on behalf of those who are governed. It is our mandate to be rigorous. And the narratives being spun today are wicked. They're meant to shame you and to terrorize you into not seeking the truth, much less speaking the truth. So, Mr. Jones decided to chime in today, and you can go to the Twitter feed and see all of the madness that has ensued pretty much throughout the day because I was accused of slander and clandestine slander on top of that um, regarding my comments. Now, if you have listened to me for any length of time, you know that I'm not the person who is going to accept a false allegation about me. Now, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it because I know who I am and I know with which spirit I shared something And ultimately, my conversations regarding my behavior, tweeting or otherwise, uh, come down to me and my conviction by the Holy Spirit. So, and if I have wronged someone or given uh, misinformation because I do not practice disinformation, again, you can go back through any number of my shows and you will hear me tell you if I give you misinformation, again, narratives, very important. Words are important. If I give you misinformation, it is never out of uh, malice or uh, it's, it's not even, it's not a deliberate action on my part. Because that's not who I am. And I'm certainly not going to uh, give you disinformation and if anyone has ever contacted me regarding misinformation and I have found that they are true uh, or they are correct, then I correct myself. It's really simple. I, You know, I'm not on these. I don't listen other than what little bit people uh, buy off of my website. I do not make money off of you as of now, my listeners. I just don't. That's not to say that I won't monetize in the future, but I'm not monetized so I'm not clickbaiting. I don't need you to like my stuff. I don't need my little blue check mark. I don't need my Twitter account. I closed my Facebook account myself once I realized what was really going on with Facebook. And it was so hard because I didn't want to let go of my 10,000 followers, believe me. Um, and I spent years building that account. And it was just like, you know, and I let go of all my memories of my daughter. Actually, they shut all that down a year, years before You know, just closed out my whole life. My daughter's whole upbringing, all of that. And it was, I thought, you know what? This is ridiculous. Oh, I'm beholden to this crazy system, this top-down system of social media that controls every aspect of our lives. And I just shut my account down myself. Because it just, it didn't serve me. And it wasn't serving you as my followers to keep drawing you in to that, to that, uh, to that fish pond, you know, I just felt like I was drawing you into the very thing that I knew was taking our country down. And some of you feel the same way about Twitter, um, and, and Twitter may be as ratchet as Facebook as social media platforms go, but um, for all what for all of what we know, you know, the origins of Facebook and. And who runs Facebook and why Facebook is there, all of the documentaries, the uh, stories, the whistleblowers. I mean, it's all out there for you to find. And so for me, I just made a, a conscientious decision that I could not in good conscience keep that account open, and so I closed it myself. Just like Mark Levin, I love it. he uh, I went to find something on his show last night on Twitter and because uh, I think Cash Patel was on and someone was tweeting, you know, check out Cash. I think it was uh, Rick Grinnell was like, hey, check out, you know, Cash Patel's uh, uh, time with Mark Levin. And I tried to find it um, and I was like, oh, yeah, crap. He actually <laughs> he took himself off of Twitter and he's got like two million followers and took himself off as basically a boycott of what's happening, you know, in the social media realm. And that's, you know, that's plausible. It's honorable. So I digress. Uh, With regard to, you know, this theatrical nonsense that has been going on on Twitter all day, you're not going to come into my life and accuse me falsely of something and not have have an answer for that. So um, I do not make it a practice to slander or otherwise defame people. Um, If I have ever said anything about politicians in my own state or my own city or county, it is because there is ample, ample evidence to the shenanigans that are occurring. So I have encouraged all of you to simply go to uh, do your own search, whether it's Google, DuckDuckGo. There's nothing clandestine about that. There's open search. Go for it. I've had people call me and ask for information, um, you know, whether it's personal or political information on Mr. Jones and many others. And as I made it very publicly clear to Mr. Jones today, I do not tend to practice that. And you know why? Because I believe that that the light has a way of shining on the roaches in all of our lives, and. I simply have not supported Vernon um, from the beginning. And I'm damn sure not voting Brian Kemp. And anyone who knows me knows that. So I want to set the record straight. I have never endorsed Brian Kemp for this second term. Nor would I. And I texted Candace Taylor today and asked if she was planning to stay on the ballot. She was a bit surprised as to why I would ask that question. And we had a brief exchange of texts and she made it very clear that she's not running for money. She's not running with politics in mind and that she has every intention of staying in this race. And with that and with the knowledge that Candace was the first person to hold this state in account and to take this state and its government to task regarding the elections of 2020. And she has seen it through from the beginning. Anyone who came after her came after her steps that she took in order to ensure that 2020 was remedied for all Georgians and for the entire country because this election any fraud anywhere in any state, any irregularities in any state is going to affect the rest of the nation. I have said this on the air way before Donald Trump came along. So this is nothing new. Our elections, we think they only affect our state. But clearly, as we see, they do not. That's why we are called the United States of America. And I think now, and for certain in the days to come, we are going to find out, I believe, quite possibly, the very hard way that what affects one state is going to affect all states. So I am constantly preparing you as my audience, your hearts and your minds, to come together in your communities To find ways to provide for each other, to be resources for one another, to tap into supply chains that are local, to, you know, I was on the election integrity bus for the past year, and you'll notice that I have pivoted. There are other people driving that bus, but I have pivoted completely from election integrity because... Once I realize that there's still an executive order in place regarding our elections, um, I don't mean to sound like I'm just bowing out because I'm not, and I commend those who are still championing the cause, you know, and bringing evidence forth in Arizona and Georgia and Pennsylvania and other uh, states. And more power to you, and I pray for you, and that's wonderful. Um, As most of you know, my lane shifts according to where God calls me. And you may recall, you know, there was a national meltdown because I, um, you know, back in February, I was called to a different uh, sphere of battle. And when I say battle, I'm talking spiritual battle. For those of you who are marking down my every word to try to catch me, you know, in something. And my battle's first in the spirit. And I've said that too for the past six years on the air, Ephesians 6 and 12. So I know where my battle begins, and I know where my battle ends. I'm very clear about that. And then there are positions that we should take as liberty-seeking and loving-minded individuals in this country. There are positions that we should take that are perfectly legal, constitutional, they're peaceful, they're nonviolent. That is what I have encouraged people to do. For the past nine months. And some of you have actually. Been very upset with me. Because you're just ready to take to the streets. And lose your minds. And I encourage you not to do that. And of course I'm going to encourage you not to do that. Because that's exactly what the powers that be. Want you to do. And we should be defending one another. As Americans. So. I am officially endorsing Candace Taylor for governor of Georgia. And I had no idea that that was going to cause as many waves as it did. <laughs> and uh, you know, I guess I should be honored or humbled, you know, I don't know. But uh, wow, who knew my endorsement uh held that much weight? I mean, I just I've endorsed a few people in recent weeks um just because and listen my, my endorsement is just my endorsement it's not it's not the gospel it's just my endorsement but i thank you for trusting me i do I, it means a lot to me i thank you that my opinion because that's what i am i'm an opinion giver and my opinion apparently you know can be criminal according to some people particularly democrats And to use terms like slander, those are legal terms. Those are very legal terms, and I take them very seriously. So you need to pay attention to the tactics that people use whenever it comes to defending themselves, whenever it comes to silencing dissent. There is certainly one side of the aisle that practices that more than another. I'll let you figure that out, but I'm supporting Candace Taylor for governor because I believe that her mind and her heart, her moral character are intact. And whenever I say moral character, I'm talking about someone who has vision, someone who has heart for liberty, someone who is humble. Someone who uh, bows to the Lord. Someone who can take instruction. Someone who is strong in character. And again, vigilant. And someone who exerts valor. And that is something that Candice has, um, with class, Candace has uh, stood her ground regarding the elections of 2020 in the state of Georgia. And while some of you think that there are other things to consider, such as critical race theory, um, you know, any any number of things, education here in the state of Georgia, uh, let me tell you, there are very big things to consider here in the state of Georgia, not the least of which is who owns the majority of your muni bonds, Who is really sitting in the catbird seat of our port? Who has invited the CCP? I'm not talking about Chinese business owners. I'm talking specifically about CCP into the state of Georgia. And who would be willing to take that on? And I wouldn't care if Candace is... Uh, A female, a male, a hermaphrodite, it wouldn't matter to me. I do not play identity politics because I'm not a Democrat. So I'm not shouting from the rooftops that we could have the first female governor of Georgia. I don't care about that. She could be green, yellow, purple, black, white. I don't care. That is not how I roll, and anyone who follows me knows that. So what I care about is someone's character and someone's ability to have vision and to see the truth of a matter and to have the courage to step up and deal with the truth of the matter while not attempting to pied piper Georgians voters across the board, whether Democrats or Republicans, pied piper people with politics. So I realize that for some of you, you know, the joke has been that Candace is is very Southern, right? And as someone who coaches candidates, um, who consults with candidates, particularly in, in imaging, and everything we do and we say casts an image, right? Everything, every, every single thing from our jewelry to, you know, our tweets to our looks to our op-eds, you know, you name it, there's an image attached to that. And I will say this, I don't care how country someone is, how New York someone is, how, you know, educated someone is, how uneducated, I I really don't. At this point, we need men and women, seasoned and unseasoned, who are going to step into position according to their calling? I'm very clear about that. I do not play the game of politics of it's your turn. Now, in Georgia and other states, that's exactly how we play it. It's your turn. Can you imagine how Casey Cagle's team felt? I'm sorry for you who folks who don't live in Georgia, but Casey Cagle was the intended victor over Brian Kemp. And considering what, what has been revealed through the election of 2020, it all makes a little bit more sense now, doesn't it? So uh, for those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, um, yeah, it does make more sense. And But it was the whole, it's his turn. He's paid his dues. We have a lieutenant governor's race going on right now as well. And someone thinks it's their turn. Because that's how that system thinks. It's based on fraternity. Right? And my allegiance to the candidacy of Candace Taylor is not based on sorority. It's really not based on sisterhood. It's not based on friendship. It is based on pure, unadulterated discernment and what's right in front of me. So for those of you who are a little pin up, about, um, you know, you're kind of the same ones that were pinned up about Brian and his truck and his dogs and the and the rifles and all that country bumpkin BS that we know is BS now, right? Well, at least the good thing about Candace is that you know that if she speaks as though she's a country bumpkin, she's not a country bumpkin, but she's not trying to put on a show for someone. Uh, I and I love being underrated. I got to tell you. So there is there there's a little bit of a of a camaraderie there, uh, because I know what it's like to be underestimated. <laughs> I think I saw a quote. Um, what was it? It was in a magazine recently. I went to an unveiling of Alveda, uh, of a magazine that Alveda, my godmama was, um, was, um, she was, uh, honored at this event recently, actually here in the city of Atlanta and, uh, fabulous magazine. I believe they're out of New York. And, uh, they, and Nikki Haley was featured as well as one of the women honored. And uh, there's a quote in there about high heels, you know, being a weapon. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. So, you know, underestimation is a fabulous tool. I mean, look at what happened with the Trump administration or the Trump presidency. I mean, it was brilliant, completely underestimated. Why, why do you think it drove the establishment and the left bonkers that here's someone who, I mean, remember, remember Hillary was supposed to win because it was her turn, right? So can you imagine <laughs> the abject meltdowns that occurred? And and then they spent, you know, four years building a case built on nothing. Building an insurrection case built on nothing. Nothing building a 25th amendment case built on nothing. Do you remember why? Maybe some of you don't know this, but do you know why Jesus was killed? Do you know what spirit, uh, it is written, um, that that killed Jesus? Do, do you know the spirit that men and women embodied? That ultimately sought to kill Jesus. It was jealousy. It was envy and jealousy. So when someone's out to get you, when others are attempting to take over your country, when others fly into your buildings, It is because they are positively jealous of your liberty. You'll notice that I'm right in the sense that those of you who are fighting with folks over mask mandates and vaccines, particularly where the masks are concerned, I said this early on, people seem to be angry with me when I went out not because they felt like they were endangered by me for not wearing a mask, but because they were jealous of my freedom. And it was a real gift for God to show that to me because then I was able to have a different response. Right? So discernment is very important. it It is understated, it is undervalued, but wisdom and discernment is crucial for the times in which we live. And when you understand why people would sell their country, why people would lie about a sitting president, why people would record illegally and then alter evidence, private conversations of a sitting president of the United States of America, why would they do that? Just think about that. Why would, some, why would someone take to Twitter or any other social media platform and attempt to ridicule someone for an opinion, for an endorsement, right? So I think it's interesting when people show their hands, and when they do, you should pay attention. Now, we have many other things happening in this world. And in this country, we have Chinese warships off of our coasts. We have the Chinese positioning themselves against India. We have people walking off of their jobs in droves. We have folks showing up to fight literally, physically, verbally, Fight with their union leaders and bosses. I had a friend of mine in Tennessee who was recently just at an auto parts store, and a a complete meltdown ensued between uh, truck drivers and people who work for that company and, um, you know, owners of the company at mandating masks, I mean, mandating vaccines rather. And some of you are like, well, just create a false passport. You know, initially I was like, yeah, haha, that's kind of funny. My kid did that for her fake ID from China. <laughs> Shocking when she was in college, right? But some of you are like, well, just create a fake passport. No one will, you know, who cares? I'm like, nope. You know why it matters? It, I'm not even, listen, I'm not going to take like the super, the super holy roller route on that or the legal route on that Um, with, you know, it's not, it's not holy to lie about having a vaccine when you don't. I'm not going there. What I'm going to tell you is that what that signals is submission. See, it seems cute, right? Like it seems kind of just uh, innocent that you would be okay. Just, well, screw it. Just make your own little passport at home and get on with life, right? No, no. That, That signals submission. Because if you're willing to present anything to anyone, regarding your health and mandates you are submitting, even though it feels like you're not, because you feel like you've tricked the system, right? Because it's not going to end with just paper passports. It's going to end with a digital passport system. So you're better off towing the line and standing right now. Because I believe what's happening ultimately is that Satan's kingdom is, is, is thrashing about attempting to bring something to fruition before it's time. So I am not of the church mentality that everything is the mark of the beast. We're all going to die of chips, um, you know, and we're all going to. No. It appears that way, but I can't afford, and neither can you, to give in to that hysteria. You can't, because it clouds your judgment. And you really can't afford to continue hating on Democrats, because that clouds your judgment. And I really do believe that in the near future, we could see other countries on this soil and not just in the way of um, illegals and those being trafficked, Haitians, none of, I'm not talking about that. Refugees, legitimate refugees, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people on this soil who are here to take our soil and to position themselves because right now we appear to be weakened. And we appear as though God has abandoned us. And for those of you who are excited because you think God is punishing America, right? How many times have I heard that? God is mad because we abort babies. Well, we're not the only country in the world that aborts babies. And um, and we have done more to, in the past 20, 18 months rather, to uh, upend Satan's kingdom with regard to aborting life than any country. We have repented, and the God I read of says that if you will humble yourself and pray and ask for forgiveness, confess your sins, humble yourself and repent, turn from it, I am faithful and I will forgive you. I am just, and my justice involves forgiveness. I will cleanse you from all unrighteousness, and I will restore your land. That's the God of Scripture. And if your God is telling you anything different, and you are parroting that crap online, I want to encourage you to stop. And I want to encourage you to repent for misrepresenting the heart and the mind of a God that never changes and he never lies. And the word is very clear that he is not angry with us. He wishes that we would return to him. So for those of you who are speaking curses in the name of God over this country, in the way of our imminent implosion, I want to encourage you as your sister in Christ to knock it off and to repent of that because it is worse than mischaracterizing God. Does it grieve the Lord? Is he, of course, is he surprised by anything we do here? No. Does anything take God, you know? Oh crap. I can't believe I did that. I'm sorry. Does anything take God by surprise? Negative. No doesn't. So here's what I'm believing for. I see it's kind of and it's listen, I'm just like the rest of you. I bleed like the rest of you, right? Even as a woman of faith, as a woman of courage, by the grace of God. I'm in my armor and I still with my eyes when I see what's happening in wars and rumors of wars an imminent invasion in this country as a possibility. And again, not talking about the people at the border. Us actually going to war. Us being squeezed out of our supply chain. Squeezed out of food. Squeezed out of of many comforts and things that we've become accustomed to in this country, squeezed economically, squeezed out of our bank accounts, squeezed like an olive for that oil, just squeezed into a grape, right? Until we're just, we feel like we're nothing as a nation. <laughs> and here's what I know about what God has done in the past. Just when your enemies think that they've got you, and it looks so bad, <laughs> God's like, okay, here I come. And you don't have to take my word for it. Go read your Bibles. It's right there. It's all throughout Scripture. He is faithful. He has heard our cries. He sees our hearts. He was willing to forgive Sodom and Gomorrah if he could just find 10 people. And he couldn't find them. There are more than 10 of us who are believing for the restoration of this country. And now you see how important it is. Now you see how important it is and why other nations know how important our sovereignty is. I see people crying all over the globe and they cried in November. My family members in Germany called me crying, crying. Because of what they saw happen here in the States. They were so afraid for their own country. And we see what's happened. But I want to encourage you. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to get up every morning and put on the armor of God. Every single morning. Say it out loud. Putting on the helmet of salvation. What does that mean? the mind of Christ. You're going to get into your word and you're going to start seeking and knocking and asking and the door is going to be opened and you're going to be enlightened and you're going to be encouraged. You're going to be filled with peace that surpasses all understanding. You're going to know your Savior. You're going to know the character of God. You're going to put on the breastplate of righteousness when things come to pierce your heart. They come to pierce your spirit. They come to take you out, to cause you to be terrorized, to fear your neighbor, to fear the government, to fear rhetoric and narratives. That breastplate is going to be right there to take those arrows and those fiery darts. You're going to shod your feet with peace, your sandals of peace. Everywhere you go, you should be able to bring peace, the peace of the Lord with you, everywhere. You don't have to fight people over masks. If someone wants you to wear a mask and you don't want to, just leave. Just leave. You're not making a statement by videoing how awful people are. And then coalesce. Coalesce in your community. Stop. Make a list. Of the places that you're not going to patronize anymore, it's really simple. You don't have to get violent. You don't have to look re- retarded online. You know, you don't have to be a TikTok superstar. You don't have to be a big bad Trump supporter. You know, it, none of that. None of that. Bring your peace with you. What does the Bible say? Go ye into all nations and share the gospel. Right, the good news, the good news of Jesus Christ. Right, in all nations, right? And then if if you enter into a household and they don't accept your peace, you could say household, business, legislature, you know, gosh, in this country, we still have the ability, right? of, Of choice. We still have the luxury of choice. Other nations don't for now. It appears as though we don't, but we do. And so start taking your power back, you know, create little markets in your own neighborhood. Some of you have beautiful, wonderful gardens, right? Create gardens. Start bartering with your neighbors over things. Get accustomed to that so that if and when this country is ever (laughs) under siege by an outside force kinetically. Um, And and what I mean by that is, again, when I say land on our soil, I've had conversations with someone just today who they're looking at uh, shipping containers that, that are costing more from the Chinese than what the merchandise is worth inside the container. It's, you will not survive that type of economy. It will not happen. And so you need to go ahead and prepare for supply chain disruptions. And that is not, again, that's not to freak you out. It is what it is. So get creative, right? When you have the mind of Christ and you're not in your lizard brain, you're not in fear. And you can think soberly, and God gives you amazing ideas, amazing ideas, things you would have never thought of in your flesh, in your lizard, lizard brain. wouldn't have happened, right? So then what? We've got the sword of, uh, of truth, the belt of truth, the sword of the Spirit, okay? The sword of the Spirit. So this is specifically for those of you who are just super pumped about exercising that Second Amendment, Right, you get mad at me because I tell you to lock your gun safes and just, you know, protect your home your homestead, but forget about all this mess of jumping out in the streets and being violent and crazy. And you guys don't like it when I say that, but too bad. So, Sword of the Spirit, what does that mean? The spirit discerns all things. It's sharp enough to be able to cut between truth and lies and bone and marrow. I mean, it is like a it's the the truth, the sword of the spirit is it kind of reminds me of a scalpel, right? Because a scalpel does tedious work, and when you're operating in the spirit, you're able to see things and hear things and discern things and understand things and have wisdom around things that um, that others don't. And that are that are details like people love to say things like the devil's in the details. And I always say, well, so is God. (laughs) So and all that really matters is God's details. If we're being if we're being honest and Christian. So I'm not saying you don't know what your opponent's up to because you should. But God's in the details, y'all, y'all. God's in the details, y'all. God is in the details. Don't ever forget that he's in every detail of your life. You know why I know that? Because the word says he knows every hair on your head. That's pretty detailed. Even those of you who have lost all of your hair. He knows every single hair on your head. The word says he knitted you together in his own womb before he put you in your mother's. That's pretty detailed. He knows every single thing about you. He knows every single thing about President Trump. He knows every single thing about what's going on in this country and the world right now. He knows every single thing about every person involved in the Taliban. He knows every single thing about Joe Biden. God bless him. Even what he doesn't know about himself anymore. So that's God. Right? And last but not least, you know, the belt of truth. And your, and your belt is worn around your belly. And your spirit, man, is seated in your belly. That's why when the word says that the words of a talebearer go down into the innermost parts of the what? The belly and causes wounds. I want you to think about that. That's why when people lie on me and you guys are like, I can't believe you'd waste your time even defending. I'm, like, I'm not defending myself at all. I am, I am making things right. I'm speaking truth to lies. Don't lie on me. If I have wronged someone, I will come let me know and I will attempt to make it right. But do not drag me before a court, a public court, and falsely accuse me and think that I'm not going to set that record right. Because you know why I do that as well? Because the Bible says in Isaiah 54 that you. As as an as a as an someone who will inherit the kingdom of God, part of your inheritance is that when people rise up to accuse you, God says that you will condemn them. You will rise to, to condemn your accusers. A lot of people, a lot of people. Oh, well, Jesus was making Jesus never defended himself. There were a few times that Jesus said, "Well, who do you say?" I am you vipers. Your father is the devil. That was pretty strong. Right? So he always spoke truth to lies. He didn't defend himself. He spoke truth to lies. So when you rise up to falsely accuse me of something, I'm going to rise with the truth because that's my inheritance. And that's yours. And I take my piece about that. So the belt of truth. That's why when I hear people lie about racial division and they stoke racial division and they stoke violence and they foment around lies, that's why I'm as passionate as I am about it. Because I know what it does and it goes down into the innermost parts of the belly of this country and it causes wounds. And our enemies think that we are wounded because we have been wounded from within. But I promise you, if you'll get up every morning and put on that armor of God that I'm talking about right now, you will no longer be wounded. You might be pierced, but you will not be wounded. And we all need you to be whole. We need you to be healthy. We need you to be sane. And filled with God's joy and God's peace. That's how we rise in the jurisdiction that God has left with us. And it is His jurisdiction. Now, there are many other things I could talk about this evening. But I just wanted to leave you with that. You make your own decisions around who you want to govern you. There is a difference between governance and politics And as I tweeted today, and I firmly believe it, there is a difference between governance and politics. And I do believe we can have a government without politics. Because we pray all the time, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And there is a government in heaven. You best believe that. And if we want a godly government, that involves freedom. I'm not talking religious for those of you who are like, aha, we got her about religion. She's a right-wing religious zealot. No, I do have zeal for my faith, but my faith is predicated upon freedom for all men. It's predicated upon equality for all men because that's how God created us, and that's what my faith says. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of justice for all men. All right, I love you guys. You know where to find me. Be good to your neighbors. Beginning your own mirror and uh, all that. Blah, 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 blah. Pray for our borders. Pray for these Haitians that people are, you know, flying over to the border. Pray for, just pray for everything. How about that? Okay. Pray for me too. <laughs> and remember, if you're an American, act like one. Just soak your hearts full yeah. yeah.